as a caution, we will be talking about sensitive subjects today, so just beware. Hi, welcome to Kinship. We're four church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. Hi, I'm Frances, and I'm here with Kelly, Bethany, and Pam, and we are going to discuss last week's episode where our husbands talked about lust. But before we get there, I wanted to ask you ladies, without slandering, what is your marital pet peeve? Aaron has a pant rack for all his pants, and Uh it's not that hard to put your pants back on the rack if you like <laughs> you wear them once you don't want to wash your jeans yeah again. he just likes to either pile it right next to it oh, or right no. on top of it nice. so at least once a week me and ezra hang out in the room and like put all his pants oh. back and i've told him but it's probably Still. not gonna happen yeah <laughs> my pet peeve is when paul doesn't understand the perfectly clear words that i'm using oh. <laughs> yeah, he the, says her jig that are just like perfectly expressive like he knows what i'm saying like today and I know it's not a real word but he knows what I mean mm-hmm. so I said I wanted to dethaw chicken and he's like Kelly you either thaw chicken or you defrost it you cannot oh. dethaw chicken and I'm like dethaw the chicken Paul it's <laughs> <laughs> just like little things like that where you know what I'm saying yeah but he'll just like sit there and look at me until yes. I find the right word uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just like you've wasted so much time oh yeah so that sounds like a PJ thing too he would totally do that I could see that <laughs> my pet peeve is when Chris wants me to be clean <laughs> no it's really good for me but it's peeving is that a word <laughs> I, I know what peeves you are so it's very peeving to my soul um no well, it's good for me because I, I need to be clean but he'll just come home and like immediately like start sniffing like <laughs> no and really? like yes and like go to the fridge and like investigate no. like what and then like we joke like he'll come home and just run his like finger along <laughs> oh, the, no. along the bookshelf and like Ew. if there's like a speck of dust he's not that bad but he yeah, yeah. is clean and he would admit it's yes. not slanderous that he's a clean freak but it's good for me very good, <laughs> very good. um my pet peeve is when PJ washes his face in the sink and then like water is everywhere. There's <laughs> soap on the handle. There's soap on the faucet head. That really gets to me. It's like the Neutrogena face wash commercial when they like black. Yeah. Right, right. It's like, dude, just wipe. You know, sometimes I have a cloth there that it's like, hey, just wipe it down mm-hmm. real quick. But that doesn't get done Amen. a lot of times. So that's my pet peeve. We love you guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So if you heard last week's episode, well, if you didn't hear last week's episode, I encourage you to... You should. Yeah, go yeah. back and listen to it because a lot of things that we're going to talk about, we're going to be referring to what our husband said. But okay, I asked the men this, but I'll ask you ladies. For clarification, we all have an understanding that your spouse or you struggle with less, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said in the previous episode, the reason I bring that up is because I've spoken to women where I bring up the topic and they're just not familiar with their husband's lust or they've never spoken about it. And it's a disservice to them because it really affects their marriage. So I just wanted to, again, throw that out there. Okay, so with our husbands, they talked about lust and how they fight and how the church and even dating and all that stuff. So today I wanted to focus on our side of how we view our husband's lust and how we help them and even how the church in general helps them. And when we talk about husbands lusting, we're not saying that husbands are the only ones who struggle with it. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about 
about our struggle our yeah woman. later uh-huh. but yeah. this isn't the place for it but just wanted exactly. to throw that out there that it's not just a husband issue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you so ladies while you were dating did you have the understanding that lust would be a topic and a struggle in your future marriage if so how so not at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i was totally blindsided sounds like too strong but mm. almost like completely accurate i don't remember talking about it at all like chris says maybe we talked about it in premarital counseling uh-huh if we did i didn't remember it and right. so it wasn't even like on my radar as far as i can remember as something that would be an issue in our marriage right, right? yeah i feel like i was similar to chris thinking like we're gonna get married and we're gonna do it all the time and everything's gonna be fine and dandy but yeah that just <laughs> isn't the case you know right. yeah i feel like when we were dating every conversation people had with us that was about sex was just about us not having sex mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think there was such an emphasis on like current purity which is good like i'm glad the people were there for that but i don't think anything we talked about after marriage because then that was like the golden doors that we just had to get to after that and so there really was not a ton of talk about like what came after Mm -hmm. it was just don't do it now and um when paul brought it up that was kind of the first time it occurred to me that like honestly that he even struggled Mm. i think just because in my mind wait when did he bring it up i'd say i was a freshman in college okay Mm -hmm. this is like were you engaged yet or not we weren't engaged yet we got engaged my sophomore year okay so he brought it up and it was I'm not gonna say hard because again I think he covered it like it wasn't specific Mm -hmm. and it wasn't I don't think either one of us fully grasped the role it would have in the future like the amount that we'd have to buy I was just kind of like well I guess I've heard guys struggle with that so this makes sense and I'm glad you're honest and okay thanks you know but I didn't know like especially that I'd have a because I was a girlfriend at that point Mm -hmm. right then I'm like did I have a role in helping Mm -hmm. or like what is that like Mm -hmm. it's so blurry when you're dating like that's a good question though that is a really good question yeah yeah, like what role do you have? Yeah, because I don't think you should know. Yeah, like specifics. Right. Like that's not helpful. But then you should really be helping, not to be the one tempting. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. You know. So that was kind of when it first came up. But then, like you said, like it wasn't like until we were married that like it really got. This is reality. Yeah. How do we address it? Right. And so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty much said our story in the previous episode, but just me thinking that the struggle that PJ had was because it was a struggle like within our relationship mm-hmm. like oh yeah I get it like there was a struggle between us but I didn't see how that connected to other images or other people or whatever the case is so again for me it was I think like all of us it was pretty shocking mm-hmm. at least maybe yeah. more like Bethany so did you even have the concept to ask are you addicted to porn you know because I feel like that question should be asked now mm-hmm. more so I mean I think it should be maybe with um, another couple there yeah like during counseling yeah during counseling but I feel like that question can be left out and it's really important for your marriage mm-hmm. you know so did any of you think about asking that question or when when we're dating or once we got married maybe pre-marriage dating engagement I want to say that that language got used in engagement period okay like I feel like it was before marriage it just that like there was an awareness but there wasn't like a game plan and how to address it yeah it wasn't even on my radar even once we got married right <laughs> wasn't mm-hmm. even on my radar to ask that question yeah, yeah. me too I would just say oblivious <laughs> right yeah I just never thought of that category and that's not saying like all husbands struggle necessarily with pornography but some kind of lust but yeah I mean I never thought about asking that question it mm-hmm. wasn't until I think I saw John Piper like ask Pastor John like should I marry 
marry. I heard that one. Yeah. Should I marry someone who's addicted to porn? Yes. And I thought like, that is such an excellent question. So you should know that before you get mm-hmm. married. Yeah. So going back to our husbands and, and the struggle there, like, what do you as a wife do to help your husband not struggle with lust? I guess the e- you want to say the easy one, <laughs> the most obvious one. Obviously, times of intimacy, sexual mm-hmm. intercourse, and goods that come with that yeah, are really right. helpful for him as frequent as possible yeah. with how able we are, depending on if we're pregnant or yeah. if I just gave birth or right. yeah, helping him out. Yeah, definitely. Asking good questions mm-hmm. every day, specific questions yeah. to whatever their particular struggle is, but mm-hmm. being consistent with that something that i think francis you shared with us too as a wife reassuring your husband that you will forgive them Mm. so even before they confess like even if they don't have anything to confess just like i will periodically tell chris like you know you can tell me anything yeah and sometimes i'm telling him that because i want him to like (laughs) 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 is there anything there but so i don't want to sometimes a little manipulative so i don't want to do that anymore guys but um like just reassuring them like if you ever have to tell me something like just know that i love you and i'm going to forgive you for it right you know so just being like Mm -hmm. proactive and saying that before it's even like comes up right yeah and then just telling them that i'm gonna pray for you Mm -hmm. and then praying for him right (laughs) right right you're going to i'll pray for you happened today like i told him i was gonna pray for him i did pray for him right away because i'm like yeah. i'm gonna forget but i didn't really <laughs> pray periodically throughout yeah, the day yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah then following That's through good. with prayer and praying specifically for specific sins i guess right, right. i want to grow in that <laughs> also encouraging him like obviously asking the questions and listening to the answers like you said graciously and mm-hmm. but like encouraging the accountability from brothers too yeah because yes. i've had to have honest conversations with him like he wants to get it all out there and i kind of have to say like you know what for my soul like let me know and you need to confess but like take the temptations to your brothers mm-hmm. and so we've had to have a lot of conversations on like defining sin yeah identifying sin and saying like i love you like you're saying like i'll always love you i understand like the world that we live in and it's filled with things that are just meant to bring you down mm-hmm. right from the devil but like i don't want to hear <laughs> about every temptation because that's yeah. just not beneficial for our marriage and so i think my most helpful thing is i'll be like hey like have you texted your brothers recently like how's right. your accountability group going mm-hmm. right so kind of like an accountability to be accountable yes mm. to people mm-hmm. who can like really help right yeah um, not that i can't really help right but um they understand on a different level right yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you can't bear that full load either mm-hmm. yeah no and you weren't meant. You're, to. yeah you weren't meant to mm-hmm. for sure for me would be reminding him to be careful mm-hmm. like when i have to leave the house and you know he's there with you know internet mm-hmm. or whatever i'll just like look at him like hey look be careful online be careful with your thoughts you know and he'll give me like the thumbs up like thanks you know <laughs> <laughs> and then um sometimes like he'll even tell me like remember don't cheat on me you know like okay you know before that used to make me mad (laughs) yeah like i used to get offended when he used to say that like hey you're not cheating on me right and i'm like ew like how dare you but now he's like he didn't say it in a joking way like that did he um well, I guess it could be. I, I don't remember. Could... But I know initially, like, it was, like, him trying to, like, 
protect us like mm. hey don't cheat mm-hmm. you know but then like it's just a little warning yeah right. that's yeah. really yeah. good yeah that'll stick with you throughout uh-huh. seriously yeah. yeah as long as it's coming from a heart of love yes yeah. yes definitely yeah i wasn't like, like how cheat. dare you <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Not I, cheat on me that's good because yeah you could give an impression like it, he was being like threatened or threatening something or no no yeah. not at all he it was out of love it, there was a hug and a kiss with it and just as a reminder and stuff not to cheat but going back to yours because yeah. you were saying you talked to paul and you said like i don't want to know every temptation yeah in the beginning of our marriage i had a really hard time with that because i wanted to know everything so i wanted to know his temptation like how like everything and um we had to figure out like what was best for me to know what was biblical for me to know and what mm. was unbiblical so that was really hard in the beginning but yeah i totally agree with you like the temptations you talk to your brothers in christ because you haven't fallen you mm-hmm. haven't sinned at least for pj and i the agreement is like once he sins and falls into sin then like now there has to be reconciliation between us like obviously first before the lord but then us because he sinned against me mm-hmm. so i have a question yeah earlier in your marriage uh-huh. what was your mindset of wanting to know that because i feel like i err more on that than not wanting to know yeah i think there was a lot of control issues for oh. me so my issue is like wanting to control everything which was not healthy at all which added more stress to our marriage and issues but yeah that was the heart that was coming from that or even like when you're already angry mm-hmm. you just want more reasons to be angry at the person mm-hmm. like i find that in my own heart like mm. tell me everything you did so i can yeah. like fuel the fire <laughs> as opposed to like i want to get it out of your heart so that you can grow yeah mm. yeah you know yeah and I, I guess going back to my previous question of like like what do we do for our husbands? I guess once they do fall, what do you do as a wife? Because first it was preventive, but now it's like there is sin that needs to be confessed. Like what do you do as a wife? I guess to encourage the reconciliation or how can after I word that? After they've confessed. Yeah, after mm-hmm. they confess. And I think it kind of, not that it should be situational, but like sometimes it alters based on how the confession went mm-hmm. in a sense, like what the attitude of confession was like. Most of the time it, it's very sincere and repentant. And I think... Those are, I think we all know, are easier to (laughs) to forgive. But if I can't forgive right away, I don't say it. But we do pray together Mm. almost immediately and Mm. pray for him and his soul and then for my soul for forgiveness and understanding. And then normally, I feel like after we pray, he'll text people if he hasn't already. It kind of depends. Like sometimes I'll have to say like, I'm not ready yet. Mm. But if I can like honestly say I forgive you, then I do. But I learned early on that like if I just said it because I wanted to say it and I wasn't there, then like I would just sin later by being bitter and like bringing it up you know what i mean right. so and the question is like how do you know you're ready because i struggled mm-hmm. with that i think i want to forgive you but i'm not sure what that means mm-hmm. and something that was helpful for me is are you ready to not hold that sin against them mm-hmm. anymore in the way you treat them or think about them like sure we're sinners so it might come up in our heart again but are you prepared to like absorb that pain and not redirect your anger against them for that sin yeah and sometimes that takes a process to get there mm-hmm. right like it's not an automatic sometimes mm-hmm. it is and praise the lord for that usually it isn't. yeah sometimes it takes like thinking and prayer to be like i don't want to hold this against him first this is his sin before the lord and now we need to you know his sin against me but yeah you're right like there has to be a process depending on how long that process takes mm-hmm. it varies i don't think there's like a set time of like okay it's five minutes or three days <laughs> you know like you know you pray that it's not long i think that's like the best thing you could do is 
like yeah the shorter the better but yeah and then probably like communicating that to your husband where you're yeah. at and not leaving him hanging because mm-hmm. you want to be actively pursuing forgiveness yeah mm-hmm. i do try to like hug him or kiss him um, or touch him yeah. like as soon as possible after though even yeah. if like i haven't reached the forgiveness stage yet but i like especially after confession the longer i go without physical contact mm-hmm. the harder it is <laughs> to yes. get there again uh-huh. in a way and it's like even after forgiveness i'm almost like it starts to feel foreign mm, like yeah. i stopped out of anger and now i'm like going back so it's just like better just to hug him right away mm-hmm. and just like establish yeah. like we're still good mm-hmm. like right. we're still married yeah. i still love you right yeah and though i'm like real hurt right now but we're gonna be okay yeah yeah i like that i think one thing that well we were talking before we recorded but mm-hmm. you're talking about how when your husband first confesses that you want to encourage them first primarily to fix the broken relationship between him and god mm-hmm. and i think that's something that i need to do better at Mm -hmm. because i'm so quick to be like self-centered but in like a dumb way like Mm -hmm. oh like what did i do wrong or Mm -hmm. like what didn't i do to help you i thought that we were like being intimate enough or stuff like that so knowing that first he has a broken relationship with the lord is so much more helpful because it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i do want you to be reconciled with god like of course that's number one above everything so i think that's one thing that we can bring in to times of reconciliation a lot more yeah yeah I think for me, this happened like before, but there was a time where I had to tell PJ like he's not ready to ask for forgiveness because it came off cold Mm. or it came off abrupt or I don't know. It just, you use your discernment as Mm -hmm. best you can, Mm -hmm. but I had to be like, you're not ready to ask for forgiveness. So, I mean, that could be helpful in your marriage because you don't want them to come to you and ask for forgiveness just because they have something like on their mind and and they feel guilty. It's like, no, like that's not true reconciliation you know like you come to me because our relationship's broken and you've sinned before god and you sinned before me it's not something you just need to wipe clean and then there that's it let's move on it's like no 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 you're not ready like you need to sit before the lord and sort of process like the way i would like what we talked about like how we would have to process you just need to process you know so there was a time where i had to do that and tim keller is really helpful with that he has an article where he talks about like the types of forgiveness and that's been really helpful did he respond well when you said that like or was he kind of saying like i don't think you're right like because what if maybe the emotions aren't Mm -hmm. what you're expecting but he feels that he's being sincere yeah and for sure he has every right to like say what he thinks or what he feels at that moment i did have a good read Mm. and he didn't have a good read on himself Uh, which was helpful yeah because then it was like well he's not even relying on himself i felt like the lord was sort of still dealing with him Mm -hmm. and so it went well on my at least on my end it went well because i knew like okay you still have processing to do you don't come off as broken which was even more hurtful it's like yeah. you know that's like double the hurt it's like no come to me broken not because i want to see you like crying or yeah. anything like that but there has to be a sensitivity to the spirit and to sin mm-hmm. and to wanting this reconciled yeah that's helpful yeah it's that hard balance of like it's not an outward repentance it has to be an inner heart change so Mm -hmm. if there aren't those outward signs it doesn't mean that there's not Mm -hmm. that inner change but it can be an indication Mm -hmm. right and the fact that he wasn't very certain of himself Mm -hmm. that was like okay that's helpful so maybe not assuming as a wife Mm -hmm. but just making sure throwing out there that maybe your heart isn't at the right place Mm -hmm. but knowing that you don't know really Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that takes a lot of humility because i'd be like no you're not repenting (laughs) (laughs) i don't see a tear coming out of your eye 
guy. So two cheers, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's sometimes where it's like you're not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, you right. see someone that's not repentant where it's clear. Mm-hmm. So at times that you're right, it could be like, uh, maybe you could ask the question. Mm, Other right. times it's like, ah, this is my observation. And then they confirm it. And then other times it's, it's like a straight up rebuke. You sort of have to rebuke your husband and be like, you're not repentant right now. Right. You or know? they could be so tearful, but really their heart's not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think like we've all been that non-repentant person too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean? So it's kind of easy to, to know. Like when you know your spouse and like you know what you're like with non-repentant mm-hmm. sin and like it, it gets easier to kind of not saying like the more it happens, the easier it is to say, but like yeah. you know what they look like when they're sincere, when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. How does your local church, how does Bethany Baptist Church help you help your husband and even help you as you help your husband? This podcast mm-hmm. is like a testament of how I'm being helped to help Aaron by you guys and by the other ladies and even the men like yeah. hearing them talk about their struggles last week mm-hmm. was really helpful because I'm like oh like Aaron's not alone like, yeah that's great to know him and I are both not alone right yeah. I think I can talk to you guys about all the details which I shouldn't talk to everyone about mm-hmm. but Chris and I have had that conversation where he has given me permission to share that information with you guys so I can talk through it right which is really helpful and I think I even heard it like a John Piper podcast about that too like giving your spouse permission to tell maybe one other couple or whoever like you guys need that you've agreed on the details not in a slanderous way but you need to talk through things with other people you know and so having that conversation with your spouse like who are the people that I can talk to that doesn't mean you have to talk to every person in your church Mm -hmm. you know and share all the sin Mm -hmm. and all of that but I'm glad that I have you guys that I feel free because I've already talked to Chris about it and I know that I can you know Right. So yeah. having people in your church that you can share those details with and also guarding your words with them, mm-hmm. but also feeling free to discuss intimate things that don't have to be shared with the entire church. Mm-hmm. Community well. of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to parrot you guys, but it's just it's safe. There's, and I think the guys said this too as well, that I know that if I bring sin to you guys, it's not judgment Mm -hmm. and that, you know, you are accountable to me and I'm accountable Mm -hmm. to you. And and like, it's nice knowing, like Bethany said, like me and Paul have agreement when I come here, nothing's off limits. Like just get, and like he's even said, like, it's healthy for me to get the perspective of other women. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And he has that with guys and that's just good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not like shaming our husbands (laughs) or coming in. These are all the bad things they did. It's like, I'm married to a sinner and mm. I need help and help me love my husband better yes. <laughs> like, give me some ideas because yeah. I'm struggling yeah. here and that this kind is, of thing right and this is true for all of us like we love uh, each other's husbands mm-hmm. like they're our brothers in Christ mm-hmm. yeah yes. so we don't take it as like ill how gross mm-hmm. it's like right. oh, like I love this brother and I love this sister and mm-hmm. I want to do whatever I can to help to build their marriage up for God's glory yeah and I like that like what you guys are saying like your spouse has that humility and that vulnerability to say like yes speak to women Mm -hmm. because you could have the opposite where your husband doesn't want you to speak anything to anyone and that's not healthy Mm -hmm. like you need your church family you need sisters in Christ brothers in Christ to process and bear your burden like that's a biblical thing to do the other thing for me is the way our church helps me to help my husband is like taking sin seriously Mm -hmm. and even taking this subject serious Mm -hmm. like this is lust even the topic of pornography that's serious it's in our church covenant you know I love that it's in 
our church covenant because it speaks to our day and age. Like this is a problem. So that and I have another one. Yes. Hearing you guys and like the struggles and like having you guys confess and hearing your husbands confess also helps sanctify my marriage because then it's like, oh, I need to be looking out for things. Like Bethany introduced a new question that I now ask Aaron often, which I didn't know to ask before. I say, are you lying? Oh yeah, that was which from Tuesday. Yeah. We talked about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It all comes from them. Uh-huh. I saw. Uh-huh. Oh, and also, yes. When other women share struggles in their marriage, it makes you feel like you're not alone. And yeah. I know when Chris confesses to me, if I was just isolated, I would yeah. feel so like helpless. Yes. And like, how am I gonna survive? You know, because yeah. marriage is hard. Yeah. And like, yeah. just knowing that I have you guys literally like lifts a burden from me yeah. that I know that I don't have to go through this alone and mm-hmm. you guys are fighting for my marriage yeah. yeah and we're not the only ones who struggle in these areas mm-hmm. right and so that's what the church is meant to be is yeah. to lift each other's burdens and i feel that specifically in this area right first corinthians 7 5 through 7 so do not withhold sex from one another unless both of you have agreed to devote a certain period of time to prayer when the agreed time is over come together again so that satan will not tempt you when you are short on self-control i am trying to encourage you and give you some wise counsel so don't take this advice as a command i wish all of you could live as I do unmarried, but the truth is that people are different, each gifted by God in various and dissimilar ways. Thank the you, words Paul. of Paul. <laughs> <laughs> also the words of the Holy Spirit. Oh. So he was apparently very gifted in not having sex. Correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because I've spoken and I, I'm sure like you could relate too, but I've spoken to some women where they don't see the correlation between frequency in their marriage and helping their husband fight lust. So I just wanted to put that thought out there like there's something about that that god has like used and i and you said it earlier maybe that we weren't recording but you said well like for a single guy he doesn't have the option of having sex with his wife to combat lust yeah so he has to restrain mm-hmm. and demonstrate self-control without having that as an option right mm-hmm. but god has given married men a helper right <laughs> yeah. to help in that area exactly yeah. right. well like i'm one of the women she was just referring to because i literally just said that before we started <laughs> oh. I totally get the logic. Like when I read the verse yeah. and like I see it's like, of course, as married people, like we get to bless each other that way mm-hmm. and fulfill each other in that way. I totally get that. Yeah. It's confusing for me because in my marriage, I don't see it like a difference in levels that either one of us struggle depending on how much we're being intimate. It's not like there's like a perfect bar X, mm-hmm. Y graph of less sex, higher. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't work. I haven't seen that for mm-hmm. us, but I see biblically and just logically that it connects but then like I fear for women who like I feel like in some situations like where they are totally doing as much as they can to fulfill right. their husbands and right. their husbands will still struggle with lust Yes. and for those women to totally take it upon themselves and be like what am I not doing right. I must not be like good enough and better yeah. exciting mm-hmm. enough or you know what I mean and and I think just we as women do that like yeah. we're just like mm-hmm. crap what did I do wrong mm-hmm. Yeah. so I would just like do the balance between like mm-hmm. if you're having sex like once a month and your husband's struggling maybe you should think about that and you know like help a little yeah and i think it's something you should talk about too because i think men and women just are different in Mm -hmm. what fulfills them they might be like i'm doing totally enough and your husband Mm -hmm. be like well i could go for you know or vice versa i know couples are 
that's reversed. And I think attitude does it too because we've talked about where it's like it should also be loving or excited mm. and not like one of you being like again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But just because like we've talked about it's a way to enjoy one another with pleasure and also to serve and I think sometimes you gotta take turns with yeah. those things. Mm, for sure. Not always matched up. Yeah. And that's something I've been learning in that like to get the pleasure from serving him in that way and being yeah. like I get to be your person. Mm. Yes. Because I was saying about the other day and it's like you know what I'm expecting him to be faithful mm-hmm. and I am expecting to get all of him so I should receive that gift yeah. like it's a gift yeah mm. yeah I like that expectation mm-hmm. that's really good Kelly Thanks. any last thoughts you mentioned that you ask certain questions or certain details mm-hmm. and like what you should biblically know mm-hmm. or what you should wis- like how do you know biblically or wisdom wise what to ask and what not to ask because I feel like the more details mm-hmm. I get the more hurt I get mm-hmm. so sometimes I'm like just confess and then give the details to men who right. can help you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then I'm like maybe that's selfish of me like I'm just trying to save myself pain and I could help if I knew more mm-hmm. so like how do you judge how much you should know yeah that's a tricky question because it's going to depend on how much you could handle but at the same time having to figure out like do you have to push the envelope a little bit because if he's struggling and falling into sin every time you watch like a show or something like that or you know something a certain movie star or something like that that you have no clue because he's not sharing because you don't want to know and he doesn't know because he's like walking into a situation where you want to see something you know so it could be a little bit tricky trying to figure out like what should you know and what's best for him to share with his accountability partners I tend to err more on the I want to know more specifics and before it could be a little bit more like well I just want to know just to know and it's like well that's not helpful like I'm just being nosy and it's not really helpful and there's been times where I do want to know certain things and then PJ will be like yeah I don't think that's helpful you know Mm -hmm. so obviously giving him that space too because if he senses that it's just more for me to like just be nosy and try to like get more information mm-hmm. where it's not even helpful does that make sense i don't know that probably doesn't answer your question so like all. when is it helpful right yeah kind of i would think like if it's gonna provide information that's gonna help you protect them then it would be good to know otherwise it's not really necessary and that's only gonna be hurtful for you yeah, yeah. like knowing triggers like, yeah that would be helpful because then would be you helpful. can guard their heart from for it sure if, if it's coming up or if we know it's gonna mm-hmm. come up yeah like what's he just referenced a billboard mm-hmm. like that's all i that's all i said and i was like well duh like you drive to LA every day you see like six strip club billboards mm. that's whatever it, well not whatever but it's like yeah. I get it and then he was like no it wasn't one of those and I was like what, what? and he was like yeah it was a, a jeans one mm. and I remember because I'd driven to work with him the other day and I'm like I remember that billboard I was thinking what dang cute jeans like I want <laughs> And he was like, exactly. I was like, I would have never in a million years put that together. And I was like, really? Yeah. But now I guess, I don't know how it's helpful for me to know this besides that like now I just pray for something a little bit more specific. Yeah. Warning. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. You see the immodesty, I'm like, immodesty, immodesty. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I do. Like, be careful. Immodesty coming up. You know. We were Uh out to dinner with a friend who probably wouldn't mind being named, but she did that. Like, just across the table. Uh Alyssa. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I never seen anyone do it before and I was like first of all I had to look around for a minute and be like what's she talking about yeah. when I just like because it wasn't subtle yeah you know yeah but I'm like she's very direct about it yeah. yeah and she's like so matter of fact modesty up ahead watch your eyes right yep it's like mm-hmm. in the middle of a conversation <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I just I love that because I'm like I would not that I don't want to help him yeah but I don't see it mm. you know what I mean like I guess I'm just like I'm more aware now that I'm married mm. Chris was saying asking me like yesterday like does immodesty like stand out to you 
or like do you know and i was like honestly like now yes Mm -hmm. but before we were married like no like yes i had categories for like very immodest right or like culturally appropriate Mm -hmm. but in my mind immodest but like there are things that i had no idea like Uh a pair of jeans right that could be provocative for a guy yeah Uh and now i see it but i had no clue before and so now like i'm more aware of it but it's because of like talks with chris about like (laughs) what is difficult for him or yeah. not, you know? Yeah. Or like Francis was asking me about a movie that I'd seen about like a modesty in it. And I'd like kind of told you it was the greatest showman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was trying to pull about later and I'm like, did I miss anything? And he's like, oh, well, you didn't mention this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I guess. But like it would have. So I feel so bad for men sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're just like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like it, I know it's like. Yeah. I pray for you every day, but I'm almost expecting you're going to see something yeah, and be tempted. It's everywhere. I know. So, like, that's why I'm so grateful for the guys. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you need them because yeah. I can't do yep. that every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we were at Universal Studios and it was hot mm-hmm. now. So, like, just the way people are dressed. But the whole time there, like, Butts I'm on everywhere. guard. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, telling him, like, be careful. Immodesty up ahead. And then our kids pointing it out, like, every time. <laughs> no. Like, immodesty, I can't look over there. Like, you know, city's distraught like why do they have to be immodest you know and i mean we had really good conversations about it and like dad like what how dads play a role in like parenting their daughters Mm -hmm. on like how you dress and what you show so i mean we had really good conversations about that but for pj and i just would text him when we would be separated you know like be careful and modesty (laughs) you know because it was like actually something that came up and i text him right away i'm like as you're walking there's something there so just beware Mm. you know but like the whole day was like be careful and modesty on the right on the left behind straight ahead just close your eyes <laughs> hold on to my arm i will guide yeah. you close your yeah. eyes yeah so i mean cool. it was neat to i mean you'd have to talk to him but i think just being able to talk about that mm-hmm. and be aware because as a wife you know in the beginning you have no clue what they're drawn to or what mm-hmm. satan is using to draw them so if you have that category constantly Okay, this is here and my husband needs to be careful and I want to help him, you know. Well, thank you for listening. I'm sure there was so much we didn't cover. I feel like this conversation could go on and on because I think we <laughs> have questions. Will. Yeah, I think it will. But anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you to um, our husbands for letting us record. Thank you to Erin for the cool music. Thank you for Pam for all the editing and hard work she does. Please, 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 please review us on iTunes. Share us with friends and family. And we just pray that we continue to encourage your love for the local church so thank you again bye bye Bye.